This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, September 12, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. The U.S. devotes $100 billion a year to corporate welfare. Scott Lincecum, an international trade attorney and an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute, argues that the distortions to our economy caused by those subsidies take that price tag far higher. On an annual basis, how much does the United States spend on corporate welfare? Uh, it's around $100 billion per year, and that's up significantly just uh, from $90 billion a couple of years ago. So I'm looking at uh, Department of Agriculture, uh, $1.2 billion, marketing, uh, the total Department of Agriculture, $25 billion, uh, rural utility service, $1.3 billion. What, are, what is the price that we pay other than that, that $100 billion price tag? Um, well, it's, it's several fold. Uh, you know, the issue is the, just the domestic distortions caused by all of the different subsidies we have in place. Uh, for example, uh, raisin price supports. Uh, you may have heard of, of, of the, our raisin program. Um, actually keep raisins off the market and raise prices, forcing consumers to pay higher prices and, of course, indirectly subsidize the industry. Uh, sugar is another example of this. Um, this not only leads to higher prices and pain for consumers, it leads to a lot of resource misallocation where uh, farmers are encouraged by the subsidies to farm crops that they might not otherwise farm. Uh, and thus, we see a lot of corn overproduction. And uh, of course, then we see a lot of corn in our food and a lot of corn in our fuel tanks. Um, and a lot of this is driven by the federal government policies. Um, and of course, it's not just agriculture. Uh, energy is another really good example of this, where we see uh, a rampant subsidization of green energy in the last few years, uh, totaling tens of billions of dollars. Um, and uh, of course, that leads to distortions in overproduction of solar panels um, and uh, misallocation of resources. Uh, so that's the first problem. The other problem, of course, is that it gets us into trouble with our trading partners. Um, we have, uh, through the World Trade Organization, a global regime, um, a trade regime, which permits uh, other WTO members to impose duties uh, on U.S. or other imports uh, that have been unfairly uh, subsidized and that are found to injure their industry. So they can either go to the WTO or they can bring a case under their own national laws. So in the end, we end up subsidizing U.S. producers who then face duties in foreign markets due to those very same subsidies. So our trading partners respond to our subsidies of products that are made in the United States. They respond with laws that make it harder to get our products into their country or more expensive. Right, with duties. They respond with duties to do that. So, so uh, there's a general agreement uh, among large-scale trading partners, subsidies are bad and tariffs are bad. So why are we, why are we constantly engaged in this sort of tit-for-tat? Well, choice politics. The the politics of subsidies are great. Uh, and we, in the United States, unfortunately, it's a bipartisan epidemic. Um, we have not only folks on the left who love industrial policy and who really like to uh, you know, shower favored industries with money, but you also see it on the right. Um, you see Tea Party 
icon like Marco Rubio defending sugar subsidies because, of course, he has uh, sugar growers in his uh, in his state. Um, so the politics of it are great. And I, and I would just add that, of course, the United States isn't the only offender here. Um, it's every country subsidizes. Uh, and in fact, after the financial crisis in 08, 09, uh, we saw a dramatic increase in the level of subsidies um, for favored industries and a lot of fiscal stimulus. And of course, we've seen an attendant uh, rise in anti-subsidy actions and tariffs. So what we really are having is kind of this global uh, subsidy war, if you will. So, so governments are allowed to engage in uh, setting tariffs, even though we've seen a sort of a general downward trend of this kind of response. But even in trade agreements, they're allowed to jack those right back up whenever they feel like it. Well, definitely. Um, well, well, the system is, is uh, called trade remedies. So what trade remedies rules permit are the imposition of duties on allegedly unfairly traded imports. Uh, in the case of subsidies, we call these countervailing duty laws. And so even though members, WTO members or FTA partners may have agreed generally to lower tariffs, uh, they, uh, they continue to have the right to impose uh, trade remedies uh, in the event that uh, subsidized or dumped imports uh, enter their market. Now, these are supposed to be subject to strict disciplines, but in reality, uh, they have um, very much become the uh, subject of regulatory capture. So in other words, they've been um, modified over the years by uh, politicians and domestic industries and captured bureaucrats who have dramatically skewed the rules in favor of the domestic industries that are seeking protection and not, of course, the U.S. consumers or other consumers who benefit from increased global trade. In this kind of situation, given uh, what we know about trade and how it functions and how imports benefit consumers as much as exports benefit uh, producers, what's the holdup from a unilateral disarmament when it comes to these kinds of subsidies and uh, trade restrictions? Well, there's there's definitely a place for uh, more unilateral import liberalization, uh, and that would be not only for trade remedies rules, but also for just our general tariffs on especially things like shoes and clothing, um, things where the tariffs are the highest and, of course, hurt low-income Americans the most. Um, now, there also, though, is an intellectual intellectually supportable argument that certain trade remedies rules are appropriate because they, um, they give governments and in domestic industries uh, the um, assurance that if another country or another industry is engaging in what everyone deems to be uh, inappropriate behavior, so we'll use subsidies as the good example, then they can respond. Uh, because and, and that is reinforces the multilateral trading system, which overall has led to dramatic liberalization of trade uh, over the last 50 years. Scott Linscombe is an international trade attorney and an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org. 